0: hello and welcome back to the littlest Cast. i'm your host james and today we are looking at the episode stand up stinker so the episode begins in black and white we see a rocket taking off and an announcer talking about how going to space has always been man's dream but before man monkeys were in space and we see A monkey emerged from the spacecraft that we saw launch and come back down to Earth. And this monkey has, like, a buzz cut and just, like, you know, kind of human-ish already. Like, more more human than, than a monkey normally would be, like, you know? So, when did this evolution to a close approximation, sort of, start. I guess it would have to start, like, in the 50s and 60s and stuff. But, I mean, how limited was it in scope? Because, like, there are still some animals that don't follow that, uh you know convention at least before the show began but you know I mean I guess it would make sense for like monkeys and other close relatives to us start and then like it progress through to other um, you know species so I guess that makes a little bit of sense so, um, as uh, the announcer is closing out for the commercial break, he says, stay tuned for more on the Before My Time channel. Which, which means that they have to specify which history channel is watched by uh, which age demographic. Because, like, it, it's, like, Before My Time that means like people watching it are younger than it but if they if they like if it wasn't before their time if it was their time they might have to be watching it on the back in my day channel and i just love that there's probably two different history type channels depending on uh He's watching it, and, you know, it's it's very fun. It's very delightful. So Minka pauses the program using DVR, I believe. You know, they have a DVR, because, like, it was mentioned, because that's where Russell records his uh Duchess of Lancashire Lane, and how Blythe and Vinny recorded Blythe, uh you know, being forced upon stage that one time. So Minka pauses the DVR and says that the monkey emerging from the spacecraft is her grandfather, Grinka. Everyone is impressed, and Sunil makes a comment on how it's surprising that Minka is related to someone famous. Minka then goes off on him about saying how she hasn't done anything great. Sunil tries to explain... And, like, says that she's done impressive things. Like, yesterday he saw her put her foot in her mouth. But Vinny says that that was him and, uh, he does it again. And everyone is impressed. Pepper sees that Minka is upset and talks about how her art has been seen by millions. And then Minka looks at her and she says, well, not millions... And then she begins counting all of the pets at the pet shop. But, like, before she's done, Minka says that her art isn't important and she wants to do something big like her grandfather. She thinks about it for a minute and then she comes up with the idea of a glass orb that lights up when you flick a switch. Sunil says that that's already been invented and he and Vinny demonstrate it by Vinny holding a light bulb and Sunil flicking his arm up to turn it on which, you know, I always love that kind of humor Uh, but, I mean, I don't don't think it'll be better than uh, like when uh, Stitch was used as like a record player that was was gold, that is the gold standard in that kind of humor Uh, but anyway Minka is like, everything's been done before, and then Pepper says, hey, that's not true. No animal has ever been on Mars. And Minka really likes that idea and wants to go to Mars now. Russell says that you need to build a spaceship. And Minka's like, Great, you build the spaceship and you tell me when it's done. And Russell's like okay. So then the theme song happens, and then um Jasper is at the counter of the little Pet Shop uh, talking to Blythe and uh, he's telling Blythe a joke uh, but Blythe doesn't really find it funny and Jasper kind of agrees but he says he has a week and then when asked a week for what Jasper explains that there's a student comedy show with a celebrity judge coming up and the celebrity judge is none other than bob flemingheimer from late afternoon with bob flemingheimer <laughs> which google docs does not recognize as a proper name but you know it's it's still nice it's just like you're something like flemingheimer so blithe gets excited because you know a late afternoon talk show host Is coming by. And as is Pepper who's overhearing everything. Penny is there too and also gets excited. But then asks who's Bob Flanningsteiner. Pepper explains that Bob Flemingheimer. Is a famous late afternoon talk show host. Who's given many stand up comedians their big break. Pepper goes on to introduce his show. Like ladies and gentlemen, give a big Bob welcome to Bob Flemingheimer And then it uh you know transitions into a fantasy taping of the show in Pepper's head. And um apparently it's um Bob Flemingheimer is this is this is really weird on um, a lot of levels. So, Bob Flemingheimer is an amalgamation of Conan O'Brien, because he has his hair, Jay Leno, because he has his chin, and David Letterman, because he has uh, the same gap in his teeth. And I didn't catch that detail, like right away like until this uh viewing of it because like like i mean i i was like confused for a while because i I know they want to do more than just uh conan jay leno but like i mean i didn't notice the gap in his teeth and or the gap in david letterman's teeth for that matter Like, the most iconic thing about David Letterman to me is, like, his glasses. Because they're, they're like, perfect circles. But, like, after doing a little bit of digging, there it is. And, you know what? It is just about as weird as you would expect to see someone who looks like that. That's... That is super weird. Although. This also. Is a bit weird. Because in 2018. That feels like a time capsule. Of sorts. Even though it's only like. Four years old at this point. Where like. I don't like. I mean Conan is still around. And still doing stuff. But like. I mean, Jay Leno and David Letterman retired and, like, like they're not even, like, I mean, they're still big names, but, like, honestly, because of the era we're living in, like, you kind of think of a lot of, like, the more modern late-night television hosts, um, when you think of them, like, if you were making this character today, like, if you were gonna pick three people to do an amalgamation of, like, I mean, I might go with Seth Meyers' hair, Stephen Colbert's glasses, and John Oliver's nose. If we're doing that, Maybe. But, like, at the same time, like, all three of these hosts are iconic, but it's just that, like, like, modernity has kind of, like, made a lot of late-night hosts rise meteorically to fame, and while I would agree that the price for that was very much too high, it's still interesting to think that, like, Only four years ago that, like, these three were probably the biggest name in late night. Man, it's so weird, though. So, anyway, Bob introduces Pepper, and she does a routine for them and the audience, and they're all zingers. Bob comes over to shake Pepper's hand and Pepper shakes back only to realize that in reality that it is Penny that she's shaking. Uh, Pepper lets go and apologizes. Jasper asks Blythe if she's entering the comedy contest and Blythe figures she's not because she doesn't know too many jokes. Jasper tries another joke and this one is like where the punchline is uh, like timing but said in the middle of Blythe sentences, which falls flat on Blythe, what Jasper thought was hilarious. Pepper is dismayed because she can't perform in front of, the one, the only Bob Flemingheimer. Pepper and Penny walk back into the day camp, and Pepper is still in disarray. But Minka says not to let the fact that you're a pet stop you. Minka is uh swinging off a tire swing into a wall. Before this, Minka was explaining that she was chasing her dreams. And then Pepper jokes that your dream was to crash into a wall? Minka says that she's actually space training. And the tire swing replicates the G-force. So Minka gets back on and then snaps into a fantasy of her own. Where she is approaching Mars. She contacts Russell slash Mission Control. Mission Control says it's clear, but then an emergency alarm sounds. Mission Control uh, says to take evasive maneuvers. And Minka does such. Minka thinks she's out of the clear. But then an asteroid hits her ship, which is shaped like a giant banana. And uh, when uh, it's hit, she tells Mission Control that the banana is bruised. Uh, So Mission Control tells... uh, her to separate the main portion of the ship from the rest of it. She pulls the lever and then, like, a knife comes out of the back and then cuts the top part as it peels down and that part houses the ship and controls part that is in and that blasts off while everything else just blows up which, um... Why do you need a ship that big for space fairing, Especially if all of the necessary stuff is in, like, this little portion. I mean, I guess if you're going to terraform it, like, that big a thing would be worth something to store stuff in but then it just explodes so that can't be it i mean i guess it's purely for aesthetic reasons but it is a fundamentally flawed spaceship and speaking of fundamentally flawed spaceships russell says that he has a rocket ready for minka minka stops swinging and goes to see it buttercream is there and russell says that she helped make it So the idea of the rocket is by unleashing the amount of, like, uh, whipped cream canisters on the ship, it will have enough power to blast her to Mars. Minka is eager, but Russell wants to test it. The test pilot is Sunil's cobra doll that he has for, like, taking out his aggression on. So they put it in. They back up. And they pull the thing, but the cream goes sideways and not upwards and it just like hits them and stuff. So Russell apologizes for it not working and uh, Minka says that this is a good first step and don't worry about it. Penny uh, decides to taste it and says it's also a delicious first step. Minka continues by saying that the program that they were watching said that they were a lot of failed attempts before they got a rocket up. Russell says, you're right, and begins working on it again. Pepper tells Minka that she's inspired and wants to achieve her dream now, too. So Minka and Pepper go up to Blythe with outfit requests. Minka states hers first, and she wants an astronaut suit because she's going to Mars. Blythe is like, okay, sure, I guess. Like, it, it's like, she's sort of concerned, but she knows, like, not really anything is going to come out of it, so why not? So Minka leaves, and um, Blythe takes it down and asks Pepper what her costume needs are, and... Pepper exclaims that she wants a person costume. Blythe is again confused. And Pepper explains that she wants a blonde person with blue eyes and a mustache because mustaches are funny. Pepper also explains that if she's a person, she can enter the comedy show at Blythe's school. Blythe says that even if she dresses up as a person, only Blythe could understand her, and Pepper's like, you're right. But then, thinks of the idea that Blythe could enter the show for her. And Blythe says she doesn't really know many jokes, but Pepper says that the jokes are going to be written by Pepper. She just wants them delivered uh, and heard by Bob Fleminghammer. Blythe is on the fence, but Pepper begs through the commercial break to get Blythe on board. So, at Sweet Delights, Russell is testing out a new prototype, but that doesn't work either. It has, like, strawberry cream this time, which Russell thought would make the difference. Vinny says that maybe they can't do this, but Russell makes an inspirational speech about how not to give up. Like, how Isaac Newton didn't give up when the fig hit his head. And the pilgrims didn't give up when they were making stuffing. And how Minka's dream has become his dream. Minka gets excited and jumps into the prototype. Sunil asks if he thinks he can really do it. Russell says no, but he has a plan to satiate Minka on this. Pepper gives Blythe some tips on how to be a comedian... And some of her jokes as well. So, she goes to practice them on Roger and Mrs. Twombly. But Blythe botches the jokes super hard. Blythe is confused because, like, she heard the jokes. But she's just putting them in completely the wrong order. And, like, trying to explain stuff for the necessity of the joke. And Pepper is freaking out because of this. Blythe asks them, why aren't you laughing? And Mrs. Twombly answers, why, I never dream of laughing at you. Blythe explains that she was telling jokes, but Mrs. Twombly says, I've heard jokes before, and they didn't sound like that. Uh, uh, Best burn of the episode. Definitely, possibly best burn of the season. Strong contender. Strong, strong contender Roger advises Blythe that joke telling might not be her forte And tells her to enter like a fashion contest or something And Mrs. Twombly is still questioning Blythe's jokes Pepper comes to talk with Blythe And Blythe is upset that she failed Uh, Pepper asks about her dream And Blythe says that it'll be a nightmare if it's me up on stage Pepper then says, what if it's not only you upstage? And she explains that um, she can bring Pepper on stage, like how some comedians have dummies. So uh, Pepper continues and says that, like, you have me here, tell them I'm the funny one. And, uh, you know, I'll whisper the jokes to you, and you repeat them. And Pepper begs again, and Blythe, not wanting to cut to commercial again, agrees. So, meanwhile, Minka enters the play area with her space suit. Russell is dressed up as, like, a space tech person from, like, the 60s. And is readying Minka for the mission. He tells Minka to put her visor down and asks if she can hear. She can hear Russell, but she has trouble seeing. Russell says that this is good because it will block the grandma rays. When asked what those are by Minka, Russell says that they smell like fabric softener and make you feel guilty about not calling. <laughs> So anyway, Russell and Vinny guide Minka to the dumbwaiter and say it's the ship. They blast off, and Minka says that it's rocky. This is because Vinny is, like, pulling the rope to the dumbwaiter in a crude fashion, and Russell says that that's her leaving Earth's gravity and that it should smooth over. Vinny adjusts how he's pulling the rope, and it smooths out. Minka goes up to Mars, which is Blythe's room, gussied up to look like Mars. She begins, this is one small step for Monkey, one giant leap for, and then falls flat on Mars. Or Blythe's room, or whatever. So, Russell gives her permission to take off her visor and explore the area, but warns her of danger. As a shadowy figure emerges and Minka's afraid. But then immediately Minka drops her fear and introduces herself to the alien life form. Which is Sunil, Zoe, and Penny in a descending order. In like a trench wizard robe that's like big enough for the three of them to kind of operate. And their faces are painted green. Well, no, their entirety is painted green. And they have, like, some attachments on them that make them look uh, alien-ish. And wooden poles with attachments on them to use as arms. They begin talking using gleep, glorp, and other words to replicate a Mars language, or what they would assume to be a Mars language. So they see that Minka is trespassing and being attacking. To... Stop attacking, they make the demand of sending all of the pet food of Earth to them. Minka realizes that this, this will leave none for them, so she tries compromising and offers them a chew toy. They say that it will not suffice, and then they pull a weapon, which is a hairdryer with pencils taped to it, and say that it will. they will turn... Everyone on Earth into jelly beans, which is two words for whatever reason I don't know why jelly bean is is one thing it's a thing it's a it's a thing i I hate when I figure out that something that I thought was one word is two words, and like I kind of get why it's two words, but at the same time you hear the two words like, refer to one thing. You really think it should just be one thing. It's, it's nuts. It's like ice cream or hot dog. It's, it's, it's not. I don't like that. Why are they not one word at this point? Like, they they could have been two words, but why why don't we just, why don't we just marry the two at this point? We we can evolve as a language. I'm, sorry. Sorry, it's a, personal pet peeve of mine anyway minka is advised to turn back but minka doesn't want everyone to become jelly beans and as they are firing minka jumps up to stop them and uh she does and lands by some paint saying that she's not used to the gravity here yet she then sees the paint and wonders what's up Sunil and Zoe are confused, but Penny can improv and says that she's found the source of their anger issues. Zoe picks up on this and tags in and says that they have all of these art supplies, but they don't know what to do with them. Minka says that they're in luck because she can teach them everything she knows. So, at the comedy show, it is... Pepper and Blythe's turn to go on stage, and they are going as the comedy duo, Stinky and Baxter. They begin their set, and uh, everything is going according to plan. Blythe says that Pepper's the funny one, and Pepper's whispering jokes, and Blythe is repeating them, and They're working. They are hits. They are zingers to the next level. And it falls apart the instant Pepper notices Bob Flemingheimer laughing at her jokes. Blythe asks for the next joke, but Pepper blanks, and they don't know what to do. Blythe decides to wing it, and it goes... Very poorly, because Blythe does not have a great joke-telling sense. Everyone is, like, confused, and Bob is especially confused. And it is not going well. They they started out strong, but then, like like a balloon, it just, like... So, back on Mars, uh, Minka has painted a painting of her and the alien, and talks about how art has brought their two disparate worlds together. So, uh, she gives it to the alien and says that uh, they should keep it to commemorate her visit and their becoming friends. Uh, Machine Control says that she needs to go and, uh, Minka says that she needs to go but doesn't know where her spaceship is and wonders how funny it is that you can never remember where you parked. The aliens tell her that, uh, grandma rays are incoming and to put her visor on and, uh, she does and they lead her back to her ship. So, back, at uh, backstage of the comedy contest... Pepper apologizes to Blythe about freezing up. Blythe says it's fine, even though she's really embarrassed. Pepper, to kind of just calm down, suggests going home and watching an Old Bananas marathon on the See It Again network. (laughs) Blythe agrees. Okay, between the Before My Time channel and the See It Again network, I love the channel names in this universe they're they're very like exactly what it says on the tin and it's so so delightful and i love it like 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 the two comparative examples i have for the see it again network like are a little more complicated but like just see it again network is so so funny just because of how on the nose it is the two The two uh combinations or channels that I have to compare are boomerang, which like like you know it makes sense on the stylistic sense like they even explain it's all coming back to you like like it just it just makes sense it's so stylistically great, and then t v land just evokes that sense of classicness. But just the See It Again Network is so good of a name because of just how incredibly weird it is and just how straightforward it is. It's just so great. So just then, Blythe runs into none other than Bob Flemingheimer and he has something to say to her. Bob explains that her delivery was off, she lacks a stage presence, and had absolutely no business being up there. However, her jokes were funny, and he would like to buy them off of her, stating that a real comedian can do stuff with them. Blythe agrees, and uh, Bob takes his leave. But before he goes. He suggests getting rid of the skunk bit. So. I, I do want to point out quickly. That these are just like. Very. Bog standard. Like. School. Yard jokes. Kind of. Like they're they're very simple. I mean I guess they're funny. They are funny. But they're simple. Like. They're just simple, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Like, like one of the jokes that, like, as an example, is, like, you know, why don't you see seagulls down by the bay? Because then they would be bagels Like, I mean, I can't deny that that's funny in some sense, but that is, like, like, I don't know. When you're doing, like, comedy comedy. I don't know how much that joke would land. Like, it's funny, but I don't know, like, how funny it is. Maybe it is just, like, Debbie's knees in this world. And, you know, maybe they're working up to it. I don't know. It's, It's weird. So... Back at the pet shop, Minka arrives out of the vessel, and everyone congratulates her on being the first monkey on Mars. Minka says that she is very proud for braving space and keeping everyone from turning into jelly beans. Minka says, however, that the most important thing she did was teach Martians about art, and that while she was up there, she realized that she had already accomplished a lot by being an artist, and wants to continue doing art. And Russell is relieved. Sunil walks by with Minka's painting, and Minka asks, where did you get that? Sunil says, uh, Martian Ikbe," Hoping to fool her. And it works. Ickbe. ikbin ein be. Er. It is Uh, I don't know what to say to that. Ike Bay. is just... Delightful. (laughs) Anyway. So, we end the episode with Bob Flemingheimer coming on late afternoon with Bob Flemingheimer. And he is telling Pepper's jokes and they are killing because he does have that comedy sense. Blythe compliments Stinky for her jokes and... Pepper responds, Thanks, Baxter. It's all about timing, which they both say at the same time, and they laugh to end the episode. So, uh, yeah, this episode is just like another good episode, I guess. I don't know. Like, I haven't been finding, I haven't been like extending these to rant about something for a bit. But like, these episodes have just been good. There's just like, like I've also like I'm like almost two full seasons deep, and like, like there's not a lot that like 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 in the beginning. Like I I get why it extended because like there's more and more stuff I have to explain, but like. Like for some episodes like this one, like there's there's not a lot to explain. You know Pepper's a comedian. You know like the humor can be random or dumb or whatever and like whatever. It's just it's just what it is. Now that's not saying that there aren't future episodes that have shocking things. Believe me, there are but like I don't know. For just, when an episode is just good, it's just good, and this one's just good, you know? So, that will do it for this episode of The Littlest Petcast. Be sure to leave your rankings and reviews on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else our SS feeds go. When they think they're going to Mars, but they're really just going to the bedroom of uh who they talk to every day. And be sure to stay tuned for the season finale of season two, The Expo Factor, parts one and two. And I am a little concerned because even though uh, like uh I was just saying how the episodes have been shorter... Uh, Like, the first two-parter was, like, about 40, 45 minutes, and that's roughly the average length of the episode at this point, so this one's going to be a long one, and I'm a little concerned, but, but, I will be prepared for it. Thank you, and have a lovely day.